All right, so at Lighthouse, uh, we believe as Jesus followers, um, when our lives line up, we line up our lives to the Bible, right? We, this is, these are the things that we say, this is who we are, this is how we roll. The Bible, because the Bible is the inerrant word of God. And if you, maybe you were gone, maybe you missed some of these or any of them, you can go back on the website, you can go on the app, you can go and listen to these different uh, messages, okay? But we believe as a church that the Bible is the inerrant word of God. We base everything that we do and everything we are on that. We believe the Holy Spirit. We believe that the Holy Spirit is the power with which we live our lives. That Jesus didn't just save us and say, well, good luck. But he purposely sent the Holy Spirit, our wise counselor, our advocate, to give us the power, the strength, and the wisdom to live life. We believe in worship, that worship is our response to God and is lived out in every step we take, every move we make, every cake we bake. Wait, I got too far, okay. But worship is our response to God. Worship, also, we must worship God in a manner that is unafraid and unashamed. And I gotta be honest with you, these last number of weeks, it has been so cool, even this morning, to be sitting here and with a smaller crowd because of weather or whatever, you guys were loud this morning. And as I've said before, volume does not equal spirituality, but I do believe that volume equals passion. Right? Yesterday, when Michigan pulled it out against Illinois with the last second field goal, I guarantee you no one went, golf clap, good job. Right? All right. We worship with volume, okay? We must worship God in a manner that is unafraid to be unashamed. That's what I love about David, okay? We also believe in serving others. We believe that serving others is the best start to revealing God's love for humanity. When we serve other people, it shows them visually that God loves them. And finally, generosity. We believe that generosity is an undeniable sign, an example of God's overflowing love toward humanity. We believe in those things here at Lighthouse, and, and because we believe in these things, because it's who we are, it informs how we roll, okay? And when you add all of those things up together, you get joy. When you do all of these things, and you focus your life on all of those things, you have joy, okay? And as I said, for all the people in the world, we of all people, Christians, followers of Jesus Christ, of all people, we should have the most joy, and we should exhibit the most joy of anybody in the entire world. Joy comes from within, not from without. And, and I've spoken on this before. Okay, our happiness is informed by things on the outside. Therefore, our happiness can be informed by winning the lottery. Two billion dollars. Who would not be happy about that, right? Okay, but our happiness also gets subtracted when we're driving down 131 on a snowy day and all of a sudden we spin out and we find ourselves in the median with window up halfway to our window. We're not happy in that moment, but joy... Joy is not informed by the circumstances or the people on the outside. 
joy comes from the inside. Joy is not what we have. It's what we build. What? It's good. Well, I've never heard that before. Right, I know. Okay? Joy is not what we have. It's what we build. What do I mean by that? How do we build joy in our lives? Well, there are three things that I want to share with you this morning. Three simple things about joy. Okay? Everybody say joy. joy. Louder. Joy. There you go. Okay, three things how we build joy. The first thing is this, I've talked about this, we choose joy. We choose joy. It's a decision. Okay, Jesus, for those of us who are followers of Jesus, Jesus is foundational to our joy. We as followers of Jesus have joy because Jesus is our joy. We read that in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, we, we saw that. Who for the joy set before him endured the cross. Jesus had to go through the cross to get to the joy. And it's interesting to me that we look at it sometimes, we go, I'm going through such a hard time, how can I have joy? Well, just look at Jesus. Jesus endured the cross to get to joy. You and I can choose joy simply by choosing Jesus. Every morning before you get out of bed, you choose joy. I choose joy today. I love what Henry Nouwen said. Henry Nouwen said, joy does not simply happen to us. It doesn't just simply happen. That's what happiness is, okay? Joy doesn't just simply happen. We have to choose joy and keep choosing it every day every single day you have to choose joy i'd encourage you i, I think i've shared with you before i before I, I try every morning before i get out of bed i try to say the shema it's the old testament prayer that jews would would pray and say first thing in the morning and last thing at night Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God. The Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. And love your neighbor as yourself, Jesus tacked on. Every morning, before I get up, I try to remember to say that. Every night when I go to bed, when I lay my head down on the pillow, I try to remember to say that. Or to pray that, or to think it. And so what would happen if every morning before we get out of bed, we just go, today, I'm choosing joy. No matter what happens to me, no matter, no matter what circumstances befall me, no matter what people do to me, I will choose Jesus. I will choose joy. And I will look for it, I will find it, and I will give it away. What if we did that? We choose joy. The second thing's a little bit awkward and odd, but hang with me, okay? The second thing is that we frame joy. That we frame joy. And I know you're probably sitting there going, what in the world? What kind of eggnog were you drinking, Doug, when you were working on this message, right? Because it's eggnog time. Whew, love eggnog, all right? When you build a house, what do you do? What, what's one of that? You pour the foundation, and then what do you do? You put a framework, right? You, you frame the house. Why? 
Why do you do that? Because think of what would happen if you built a house and all you did was you made it kind of like a house of cards. You put up drywall next to each other and, and maybe even you glued it, right? Put the drywall in and you put the door in, put the windows, you cut out the drywall and the frame and you put in, and you put in windows and you put in a door. What would happen? When a really big wind came along, it would just blow it right over, right? That's why you've got framework. That's why you frame the house. You give it a solid foundation, and then you put the framework in so that when that wind blows, that house stands strong. The stronger the framework, the stronger the house. The stronger the framework, the stronger the house. Say it with me. The stronger the framework, the stronger the house. And there's different things that you can use for framework. You can use wood. Maybe you want to go a little bit stronger, you'll use metal. If you want to go a little bit stronger, you may use concrete, brick. All right? And even in brick, you can use rebar inside the brick and then fill it with concrete. And you've got to solve The stronger the framework, the stronger the house. The more solid the framework, the more solid the house. And the same is true with our joy. The same is true with our joy. The more we supplement our joy, the more we supplement our joy, the deeper and more permanent that joy is. When we supplement our joy through study of the Scripture, when we supplement our joy with a, a righteous, powerful, passionate pursuit of the Holy Spirit. When we supplement our joy in worship. Unadulterated, unafraid, unashamed worship. When we, when we use uh, uh, serving others and generosity as the framework then our joy is going to be solid and powerful. And here's one thing to think about when you're thinking about your joy. And this is going to be kind of unique, okay? My joy is dependent on your joy. My joy is dependent on your joy. And I know that sounds almost <clears throat> wrong, right? If, if I'm searching to make your joy complete it's weird how it works the more joy that I help you achieve the more joy I have one of my favorite things in the world is to hear my wife Sean laugh I love that whether we're sitting and watching a TV show or on the offhand that I say something funny that she's never heard before in almost 32 years of marriage and she laughs it brings me joy but why? Because in some small way, it brought her joy. But the little things that, you know, that we do for each other, the little things that we do for other people to help them find joy. When my effort is not in seeking my own joy, because that's a dead-end road. Do you know that? When all I'm doing is seeking my own joy, it's a dead-end road. But when I'm looking to help you, find joy I find joy because when I'm helping you find joy then ultimately I'm helping you find Jesus 
because he is the foundation of my joy. Remember what Jesus said, or excuse me, remember what Hebrews said. The Hebrew writer wrote, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Let me ask you a question. What was Jesus' joy? Who for the joy set before him, what was Jesus' joy? Jesus' joy is your joy. Jesus went to the cross not because he felt like dying. No, in fact, we read in Scripture three times when he's in the Garden of Gethsemane, he's praying to his Father, to our Father, saying, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. But not my will be done, but yours be done. Nobody really wants to die. Even Jesus. But he endured the cross for the joy set before him. And the joy that was set before him is you. Because God loves you. And Jesus endured that for you. His joy is your joy. His heartbreak is the people who don't choose the joy that is brought by Jesus. See, joy isn't always found in searching for our own joy. Our joy is made complete when we help to bring other people joy. Last week, it was so cool, okay? Uh, Last week, let me go back. Last week, we were the last few weeks, we've been gathering food, right? Food donations for Washington Writers Academy. And we've been gathering that food over the last two, three, four weeks. We've been gathering that food so that we could give it to families who don't have enough for a Thanksgiving meal. And I'm going to tell you what, I am so proud of you guys. I'm so proud of you and those of you who are joining us online who couldn't be here today. Those of you who gave generously. I want you to look at how much was given. Like all of the just boxes and boxes and boxes and boxes of food and food and food. All of that stuff was given. And I don't have a picture of it even though Elaine sent me one. But the staff had the privilege of going to Washington Writers Academy as your representatives to drop this food off at Washington Writers Academy. It was our joy to give away your blessing. And as we were there, it was kind of cool because uh, there are those of you who, who um, you have a person, a staff member, a faculty member, an administrator, a teacher, um, uh, uh, you know, somebody at Washington, many of you have a person that you're praying for, that you're writing notes to, that you will give a gift card to or whatever, right? Mine is Miss Sheila. Miss Sheila's a custodian at Washington Writers Academy. And the coolest thing was that while we were there dropping off the food, Miss Sheila was there. So I got to chat it up with Miss Sheila. And we're talking, and, and, and she's such a cool lady. I like her a lot. And um, I'm so glad I get to pray for her. And, and she was telling me, she said this to me. She said, talking about Lighthouse, what you guys are doing matters. I started getting emotional right then. 
I started getting like teary-eyed. She said, what, you, what you're doing matters. Isn't that what joy is? Isn't that what brings us joy? Is when what we do matters. Not matters to our bottom line. Not matters to our checking account. And believe me, with the way the economy is and inflation and our 401ks and the stock market, it's kind of tough, right? Some of you are working extra hours and your time, all of our time is valuable, right? But we find joy when we do something that matters. And 99.9% of the time that we do something that matters is when we're doing something for someone else. And that's where we find joy. That's where we find joy. And so the last thing, very simply, is this. The last thing is that a thankful heart leads to and embellishes joy. Leads to and embellishes, grows it, multiplies it. Joy. A thankful heart. And what a great season for us to be talking about joy. And Thanksgiving, right? I mean, we're four days away from one of the great holidays in America. When we are thankful. That's why this Thursday is so important. When we focus on what we're thankful for, it fills our hearts with joy. When you're down and things are not going your way, let me encourage you to start making a list of the things that you are thankful for. Because Thanksgiving is a fan on the flame of joy. Thanksgiving is water on depression. Thanksgiving is water on when I'm not happy. And and let me just step back and just say I'm not minimizing depression. I know that there are people who deal with deep-seated depression. I have people in my own family who deal with depression. And I encourage you, if that's the case, talk to a professional who can walk through that with you. But for the simple ins and outs of the day, thanksgiving helps to fan the flame of joy. And when you find yourself in that place when you're kind of down, when you find yourself in that place when things are kind of going against you, can I encourage you to sit down and make a list of the things that you are thankful for? And all of a sudden, joy begins to well up. I was thinking about it. As I I was kind of processing the message, I was thinking about the things I'm thankful for, right? I I was thinking about how thankful I am for good health, not just for me, but for my family, which in turn made me think of my grandson, Avi, who I just lovingly call the boy. I love the boy. I love holding on to the boy. That boy brings me so much. I'm so thankful that God gave us the boy. He just makes me laugh. I, you know, he's just so fun to be around. I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for Lighthouse. I'm thankful that, that you went above and beyond. We had so much food. We were providing food for Washington Riders Academy. Elaine basically said that we have too much food. And I said, why don't we hold on to some of that food? And then give it to them at Christmas time when, she need, when they need more food. And she looked at me and said, no, nah, let's just give it all to them now. I love Elaine like that. I love her vision. We'll get more, right? 
But I love the fact that you were generous in that scenario. And what brings us joy? We were generous for other people, right? I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for the snow. No, I'm not. I can't lie like that. I can't, I'm sorry. I'm thankful for the sun that peaked out this morning, right? I'm thankful for Thanksgiving when I get to get together with my family. I'm thankful for Christmas when we're reminded of, of the incarnate God. That God took on flesh and came and dwelled among us. And died on the cross because he loves us. When those times come that you're getting down and the world seems to be against you, make a list. Sit down literally with a piece of paper and a pen. Not your computer, not your tablet, not your phone. Get a piece of paper and start writing down the things that you're thankful for. Because I believe that a thankful heart leads to and embellishes joy. So three things as the band comes up and we're going to close out our time together this morning worshiping. Uh, I want to give you three questions to consider. The first question is this. Actually four questions. The first question is how do you choose joy on a daily basis? How do you choose joy on a daily basis? And you have to ask yourself how do I choose joy on a daily basis? Second question. What can you begin doing today to bring joy to others? What can you do today to bring joy to others? When you think about joy on a daily basis, it's not just me going, I choose joy today, but it means that I'm choosing to serve other people. Because 99.9% .9 of the time, the things that I do that are going to have impact on joy are impacting other people. So what can you begin doing today to bring joy to others? Question number three, if I kept a running list of the things I am thankful for, what would be on that list? That'd be a great one, wouldn't it, today? As you sit down, you know, whether you're by yourself and eating lunch or you're with, you know, with someone you love or a friend or, or your family, and you sit down and say, let's just put together a list of the things that we're thankful for. Let's just have a list and, let's, let's, and write it down, literally write it down. And then the last thing is this, what is Holy Spirit saying to me right now? What is Holy Spirit saying to you right now? My friends, we end this series of this is who we are and this is how we roll as a people who have exponential joy because we serve an uncontainable, all-powerful, all-knowing, all-loving God. And we should exhibit that joy wherever we are, regardless of our circumstances or situations. Because every day with our God, our God is a glorious day. Amen? Every day with our God is a glorious day. Would you stand up with me? And on the count of three, I just want you to shout the word joy. On the count of three, just shout the word joy. If you do it right, you only have to do it once, okay? Ready? On the count of three. One, two, three. Father God, we come to you. And our hearts are filled with joy. Because the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the one and only true God who is not made by human hands, who cannot be formed or shaped into wood or metal, the one and only true God loves us passionately. And we are filled with joy. And this week of all weeks, we want to remember to choose joy, to frame joy, 
and to have a thankful heart that leads to and embellishes joy. You are our God, and we are your people, and we give thanks to you, and we proclaim that today and every day with our God is a glorious day. And all of God's people said, Amen.